a lot of fight camps. I, I get up in the morning to go to the bathroom and my body hurts really badly because I do everything the right way and, and I train really hard and I push my body to the limits and I've been doing that since I was, you know, 12 years old. You know, my body's kind of tired, I feel. You know, I'm 32 now, so it's a long time to just be grinding, 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 you know, because I've, I've never been a phenomenal freak athlete. I think I'm a really good athlete, but I think the reason why I've had success my whole life is because I outworked everybody. You know, I just outworked everybody, you know. It wasn't the natural gift, but the gift of just keep going, keep going, grind, grind, push through the pain, you know. How hard are you willing to work to get the things you want in life? That was former UFC featherweight fighter Dennis Bermudez speaking on the work ethic that allowed him to forge a successful career in mixed martial arts, and it involved a lot of hardship, discomfort, and pain. Most people are not willing to wade into the fire and truly forge a destiny that encompasses everything they've ever wanted out of life. That's not because they're lazy or ignorant, but rather they don't have the tools needed to see things with clarity. Society takes a lot from us. It is seemingly designed to deteriorate our mental game from birth and encourage us to fall in line with the rest of humanity by not standing out and not working too hard. Contrary to our instincts, it is the hard work and willingness to rise above the pack that will allow us to truly thrive and live a life of accomplishment and contribution. My name is Jesse Day and this is the Fight IQ Podcast where we break down the psychology of world-class combat sports athletes to extract gems of wisdom we can all apply to our own lives. Fight IQ drops every Wednesday at 7pm Pacific Time at FightIQPodcast.com and wherever podcasts are found online. Today we're going to examine the concept of that famous quote from film producer Samuel Goldwyn. You've all heard it. The harder I work the luckier I get. As we examine clips from current and former MMA fighters, we will explore not only working hard, but working smart as well, and focusing on the things that matter the most when it comes to producing results. When you have a goal in sight, it's best to keep in mind that hard work pays off. Let's dive into it on today's episode of Fight IQ. on door closes and uh, I'm locked in on my opponent um, you know you're not thinking about your opponent specifically you're thinking about yourself you know I'm locked in on him but I'm thinking about did I prepare right that I that I cut knee corners did I do the weight cut right Did I rehydrate right um, it, it, it's just it's just like uh, the most judgmental moment of your life you know like you are judging yourself so hard and no one even knows this you know you, you know you're prepared but in your head you're like am I prepared so it's just one of the moments you really just you see yourself, you can't lie to yourself. There's no lying in that moment. You're like, either I did it or I didn't do it and the world's about to see. Um, so it's just one of the moments that, uh, it's a scary moment, but at the same time, it's just one of the free moments. You just find out a lot about yourself. Like, how do you handle that pressure? How do you handle a broken hand in a fight? How do you handle a cut in a fight? Um, it's just, it's crazy. I think we can all relate to that clip. There are times when we are in the thick of things and we need to perform, and in that moment, we have to honestly ask ourselves if we did enough to prepare. 
That was UFC welterweight and lightweight competitor and former lightweight champ Anthony Showtime Pettis describing the self-reflection that goes on in the moments before a fight begins. In that kind of situation where your health is on the line, you'd better be damn sure that you prepared as best as you could because the consequences of slacking on your training when you're trading blows with an opponent are usually devastating. We've seen it before in fighting sports, when you have a competitor that maybe partied a little too hard leading up to a fight, or who bought into their own hype and took their foot off the gas for a moment to revel in their own glory, only to wake up on the canvas wondering where it all went wrong. We've all had moments like this before as well, when we fell short, and if we allowed ourselves to be honest and take full responsibility, we knew it was because we didn't put enough work in in advance. This can often be because we've become complacent in a task that we have performed so many times before. We often slack on our preparation because we got away with it several times in the past, and we believe that we have an innate ability to perform when the time comes, forgetting the dedication we showed in the beginning before things became second nature. Don't ignore that voice in your head that tells you to practice more, to prepare more, and to set aside meaningless distractions to focus on the here and now. But of course, this kind of advice is obvious. We all know we should work more and play less for the most part. But why is it so hard to sacrifice the here and now for the prospects of a better future? Animal Instinct the primitive part of our brain that is hardwired to avoid pain and seek pleasure while conserving energy. So many people beat themselves up over not taking action on their dreams without realizing that it, it is in the very nature of the human mind to avoid doing so. You're fighting against nature, and the sooner you know this, the sooner you'll be on a path to conquering those ancient programs running in your head that tell you to take it easy because we don't know when we will have to expend massive energy in the search for nourishment. Of course, your subconscious mind has no grasp of the concept that your next meal is a five-minute walk away or is already in your fridge. It is equipped for survival in the wilderness, not in our modern society, and so it is always pushing you to do less and consume more. Many of us who consider ourselves high achievers will point the finger and call people who don't take action lazy or just plain unwilling to make the necessary sacrifices to get where they want to go. But like all things in life, it is so much more complicated than that. Knowledge is power, and it is my opinion that to reprogram the subconscious mind, we need daily education. There is such a wealth of free information online about personal development and life and career success that it doesn't make sense to me why videos about cute animals get millions of views on YouTube while the majority of videos containing information that people in past decades would have paid fortunes for remain far less viewed. Whatever you reinforce in your mind on a daily basis will be like a plant that grows inside your brain for better or for worse. I'm not against consuming mindless entertainment now and again. It can be a nice reprieve from the cruel realities of life, but we need to educate ourselves as much as possible to keep our brains developing and to lead the life that we actually want for ourselves. The price of not doing so is never very clear in the moment. It is only after years have passed us by and we find ourselves in the same place that we start to realize the damage of inaction. For many, it is too painful to face, and rather than pick themselves up and readjust, they seek out and surround themselves with others who also have the same pain 
to convince themselves that it was never worth it to work hard for their dreams in the first place. But when they are alone, deep down inside, they feel that things are not what they want them to be. There is no quick fix to this, but admitting that there is work to be done is the first step in a long journey towards contentment. That's one of the first things I had to learn was to temper that wrestling mindset that I'd spent so many years developing and, and know when I could rest, know when I could pull back, play position, you know, take a break. Because for a 25-minute fight, there's no way you can go at that pace. No, you're you're going you're gonna to tank at some point, uh, and you don't want to be there. Run out of gas in the middle of a fight is not a good place to be. Mm-hmm. So learning to kind of temper that energy, when to turn it on, when to turn it off. And that only comes with experience. So yeah. uh, I think uh, finding a good, healthy group of guys to train with, guys I knew, guys I trusted that were going to, I knew they were going to push me. They wanted to punch me as bad as I wanted to punch them. But Mm. at the same time, they were (laughs) going to take care of you. They weren't trying to hurt you. They weren't, Mm. you know, they weren't trying to prove that they were better than you or that. I had a great group of of wrestling friends like Dan Henderson, Matt Lillen. We we all kind of got into this at the same time. Mm. And uh, so we knocked the hell out of each other, but we had a blast (laughs) doing it. Now we get to the part of our story about working smart, a term we've all heard before, but is sometimes hard to make sense of. That was former UFC heavyweight and light heavyweight champion and MMA pioneer Randy Couture discussing his transition from wrestling to mixed martial arts and how he had to scale back his aggression and output during matches due to the longer time limits in MMA. He also spoke about the team he had around him and how their training was devoid of ego and instead focused on making everyone involved a better competitor. If you're like me, you're sometimes guilty of accomplishing small tasks just so you can put a check mark beside them on your to-do list. This all goes back to our evolutionary biology and the need to conserve energy as I talked about in the previous segment. We all crave feeling satisfied that we accomplished something without having to work too hard for it. Of course, after we do this enough times, we realize that the level of satisfaction we feel is directly tied to the level of effort we put into achieving something, and so these small victories are fleeting. This either leads us to trying to accomplish more small tasks in a never-ending search for small moments of fulfillment, or if we step back and reevaluate, to find a new way of doing things that focuses on the most impactful tasks instead of the easiest to accomplish. It is a golden rule in the world of self-improvement to always do the hardest task on your to-do list first. As, so the theory goes, this will help build momentum that will carry you through the day, accomplishing more tasks and getting more done. It's a great theory, but it doesn't always work in practice. For myself, the first things I focus on in a day are general self-improvement activities. I meditate and I do a workout before I do any other task to lay the groundwork for whatever I need to do that day by enforcing self-discipline and priming my mind and my body for the work to come. These tasks are not the hardest, and by the miracle of repetition, they come quite easily and naturally each day, and so are very low stress. And although they are usually not directly related to the work I have assigned myself for the day, they are massive contributors to my long-term success and capability to perform over the long run. If With all the information we have about training and how much it benefits every aspect of our lives, you are not keeping a regular exercise schedule, then this is the place to begin. The same goes for meditation. These activities can be an unbreakable foundation that can be built upon, but without them, 
you are approaching the game of life from a disadvantaged position. So, like Randy when he had to learn to relax and find spots for rest during a fight, how can we best navigate the need to rest and reflect while at the same time moving forwards towards our goals? There's a lot of different ways to break things up, but I personally like working for 45 minutes to an hour without interruption and then taking a 5-10 to minute break to stretch, have a snack, check social media, or just pat myself on the back for the work I've done. This helps me to maintain momentum and stay focused while still allowing my mind and body enough rest to stay fueled up throughout the day. One thing to keep in mind is the more you enforce a schedule like this on yourself, the more you become used to it and the less likely it is that you'll be distracted or feel disengaged on a day-to-day basis. Everyone is different, so find a break schedule that works for you. Maybe your style is to just crank it on work and then spend the rest of the day relaxing and enjoying your time in leisure. I will warn you, however, that doing the reverse, starting your day in leisure and working hard afterwards, is rarely effective unless you have bulletproof willpower. It is also far less satisfying as it is difficult to enjoy yourself when you know you have a bunch of work up ahead. Far greater the sense of satisfaction and enjoyment is knowing that you have already put the work in and taken a step forward in life before you get to gaming, watching TV shows, or whatever it is you do to unwind and have fun. Finally, I want to touch on the team aspect that Couture was speaking of. Rarely do any of us accomplish great things alone, and so we want people on our team who are also dedicated to long-term success. We can and should be competitive to some extent, but we also need to remember to keep our minds open and to learn from everyone, even our fiercest competition. I got a $50 check, I paid $350 for medicals. Oh so you God. do the math, yeah. you know? No bueno. Because they gotta yeah. make, at least they're making sure our blood's clean. Right. And I'm happy about that. So I'm like, here's 350, here's my blood mm. test, here's my eye test, mm. thanks for doing this. Now I don't gotta worry about getting hepatitis from somebody in right. this octagon, you know? Yeah. And so I go fight him. I fall in love with it right then. I barely win that fight. You barely win. Barely win. All my friends come and watch. I just was missing so many things. Mm-hmm. I had no coaching. Yeah. I coached myself yeah. for it. I I don't have any pad holders because nobody wants to hold pads for somebody who doesn't already have money to pay you. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to hold right. pads for somebody if they don't think that they're a specimen. And I didn't have some kind of right. specimen look to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm just dumb. Like, yeah. no, I'm not holding pads for you for 45 minutes for nothing. Mm. So you got to work your own way, right? Mm. That's how my style got built because I kind of had to train myself a lot. Is that why your style sort of eclectic is what you would call There's that. And then I fought two weight classes above my natural weight. Why? So, Why'd you do that? Because the weight class didn't exist. That's what it was. Okay. I was the first champion of my weight class. A lack of resources can present an opportunity if you are willing to work towards finding that opportunity. Former UFC bantamweight champion Dominic Cruz talks about his first fight and early career where he mostly had to train himself to prepare for competition. This adversity that would cause a lot of would-be fighters to give up actually played a role in building Cruz's unique style that ended up making him champion of the world and one of the best fighters ever in the sport of MMA. Gratitude builds champions. Be grateful for every opportunity presented to you. Just like Dominic was grateful for his first fight, even though he ended up getting stiffed by the promoter for his pay and had to cover his own medical expenses. Now please don't confuse gratitude with blind acceptance of any offer that comes your way. 
You have to be able to weigh the advantages and disadvantages to any decision and choose a path that will lead to your ultimate destination. However, in today's world, many people want all the glory without putting in all the effort. Why is this? You know this by now. I've been hammering on it. I've been harping on it. But I'm going to keep doing so because it's something that's easy to lose sight of. Your brain wants it all, but it wants to do the least amount possible to get it all. You are programmed this way at birth, so you've got to fight against it. And I really hope this podcast can be one of the tools that helps you in your battle because I'm right here learning alongside you guys. I'm not a teacher. I am an observer, and I share my thoughts in the hopes that someone else can benefit from them. With that being said, ask yourself how you can be more grateful for what it is you have in front of you today. Because if you are truly grateful, it will be reflected in your work ethic. You don't have to do it. You get to do it. You get to live a life free from oppression, and you get to make your own choices. A lot of people don't have those opportunities. Just being alive without the ever-present risk of death at any moment is a huge privilege, and it's up to you to take advantage of that and build momentum. If you truly want big results, get grateful for your opportunities. This is not a one-shot deal. You need to be grateful every day, whether that means writing a list of what it is you're grateful for and sticking it on your fridge, or if it's taking a moment to reflect on those things each day. It would serve all of us to decrease our levels of desire and increase our levels of gratitude. Gratitude may be the most powerful emotion we have at our disposal. It really can change your life if you allow it to. Dominic Cruz was not only grateful for the opportunity to fight, He was willing to work hard without the resources that most fighters today take for granted. He had to train himself and didn't even have anyone to hold pads for him in his amateur days. We've spoken many times on this podcast about the importance of having a good coach and a solid team, but Cruz, like a lot of fighters in the early days of the sport, had neither and instead had to employ trial and error to arrive at a fighting style that could earn him the victory. Add to that the fact that he had to fight heavier opponents as he was forced to adapt his style, so he did so to suit his circumstances. This is what laid the groundwork for his elusive footwork and ability to strike and then disappear before his opponents had a chance to strike back. It is the style that made him a multiple-time champion and one of the best to step inside a cage, but in those early days, I doubt Cruz would have seen how this seemingly huge disadvantage would end up being his greatest asset. The moral of Dominic's story is, don't wait for things to be perfect to get to work, but instead work with what you have and you may be surprised with how far it can take you. With that in mind, I'd like to leave you with a quote from the author of one of my favorite books, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. Inaction breeds doubt and fear. Action breeds confidence and courage. If you want to conquer fear, Do not sit at home and think about it. Go out and get busy. Now, of course, in these times, we are all staying home. But thanks to modern technology, there's so much work we can do there as well. So I encourage you to get started, work harder, work smarter, and achieve your goals. Thank you very much, my friends, for joining me on this edition of the Fight IQ podcast. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time at fightiqpodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, every single place podcasts are found online. 
you should find Fight IQ. My name is Jesse Day. You can reach out to me by email at info at fightiqpodcast.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Jesse B. Day. That's at J-E-S-S-E-B-D-A-Y. I post a lot of interesting combat sports content, interviews, as well as the matches themselves throughout history. And you can also drop me a DM there as well. If you really love the show, do consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash fightiqpodcast, where your contribution can have a direct impact on the topics I choose for this program. Until next time, my friends, I'll see you on Fight IQ.